You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! All right, and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Um, today we're going to be having a one-on-one match between Ken and Neil. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. I'm all right. Thanks. All right. And Jeff is going to be our scorekeeper today. How's it going, Jeff? Oh, pretty well. Hi, Jeff. So the format of our game is going to be the same as it always is. It's going to be two rounds of 10 questions at 10 points apiece. We're going to have a swing round where you're going to have a chance to make up some points. And then a final round where contestants can wager up to 30 points in five categories, uh, up to the amount of points that they have accumulated so far. So you guys ready to play the game? Good to go. Let's do it. All right. So the first question for you is, business students might be excited to know that the little ball in your can of Guinness is called this. Oh, man. The little ball? In your can of Guinness? Correct. I didn't know there was a ball in the can of Guinness. <laughs> well, I have an answer. I don't believe it's correct. Uh, okay, as someone who doesn't drink, I, I put an answer down that's most yeah, definitely two, wrong. Two non-drinkers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely writing to my crowd here. So. <laughs> uh, Neil, why don't we start with you? I went with the Blarney Stone. Oh. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> a good guess. Uh, so I think those are for uh, aeration purposes, mm-hmm. but I don't know the specific name, so I just put aerator. Okay, so that is the purpose of them. Um, the clue is uh, business students. They're actually referred to as widgets. Mm. Um, it releases nitrogen when open to create a draft experience. There you go. Um, which is important for the Guinness. Yeah. Okay. So in business, kind of any sort of generic term for a product is called a widget. I love how Jeff, our scorekeeper, is grinning at us knowing that he had the answer right and he's <laughs> going to be defeating so, us in silent also protest. Also, non-drinker. So, so, much, uh, so much of a competitor he wants to play even when he's just keeping score. So, <laughs> None of us are Mormon, but none no. of us drink. Well, right. Except for Matt. I couldn't be Mormon. I couldn't have coffee then. Matt drinks too much. Happen. And really? then he gets mad. <laughs> 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 That's what happens. Yep. <laughs> All right, so maybe this this next question is probably not going to be any easy for you guys because the category is going to be sports. Uh, what MLB player was diagnosed with amyotrophic lateral cirrhosis? Oh, I can't think of his name. I think I know who it is, too, that you're thinking of, and it's a pitcher. Uh, Can I get that, that condition one more time? Amyotrophic lateral cirrhosis. 
And there's a really good chance I'm pronouncing that wrong, so just make sure you at me as much as possible and let me know how wrong I am. All right, Ken's in. Neil's making faces like he it's right on the tip of his tongue. Oh, this is making me so angry. It's I think it's Jim something, and it's it's the guy who has one one uh, hand who pitches, and he, he switches his glove over his uh over his his uh, appendages. Oh man, um, Jim A. Yeah, Jim. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, I'm locked in. All right. So Neil, what did you say? Jim Abbott. Okay. I just put uh, Lou Gehrig because I don't I don't follow baseball. Mm-hmm. So Jim Abbott was the player who had um, part of his arm uh, was not there, so he had to switch the the glove between his hands. Um, but the the answer is actually Lou Gehrig. That's commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. I thought so. that might be it. I was, trying, I was trying to break down the condition based yeah. on what it what was, was called, but I couldn't, I couldn't get all of so it. So it is ALS. Oh, it, oh that wasn't a clue. lateral cirrhosis. When I heard lateral, I was thinking that you were like trying to be cutesy and we're talking about his... Um, I thought you were going to get to like Tommy John was what you were going for, which is like the surgery. Yeah, unit. Tommy John surgery, yeah. All did right. Ken get that one right? Ken yeah. did get that one correct. Oh, great. Okay. So it's uh, 10 to nothing right now. Which I'll let the scorekeeper say next time. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, he is he is in fact correct. It is a blistering ten to nothing. Yep. All right. So the next question, according to its jingle, what are the ingredients to the Big Mac? All of them. Yes. Do I have to write it? No, you could just say it when. Or if I'm Do missing like, one here. You got yours written. <laughs> yeah, I got my. Because I could say it. I don't want to write it all out. Okay, well, you can say it first. I have mine written now. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we'll go to Ken first. So two all-beef patties, mm-hmm. special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun. All right. Two all-beef patties, lettuce, cheese, special sauce, onion, pickle, and a sesame seed bun. They're both correct, and Ken's is more correct because he said it in the order of the jingle. So I hate that I know that after yeah. all these years. Was that, that supposed to be in? I didn't have to do it in so, order, right? No, you didn't. Okay. No. So that it was a really popular jingle before they went to I'm Loving It. That was kind of like the slogan that they used, and they would sing the song, which we have a strict no singing rule, so it will not be sung on this show, but rest assured there is a jingle. All this right. is like the town in Footloose except with singing. <laughs> Was that mean that means one of us is is sweating singing alone in like a construction yard <laughs> when we're not recording. Oh, that was me actually. Yeah. It's not like it to be John Lithgow. We're all good here. Yeah, so. glad someone else took the heat for that. <laughs> all right. So next question: uh, Johnny Cash's chart-topping hit "A Boy Named Sue" was actually written by this noted 1960s children's author. Not sure if I'm correct. 1960s children's author. Mm-hmm. It was one of two things I think this might be but I think I'm okay on this well the only two names that are in my head are Shel Silverstein and Dr. Seuss but I, it doesn't seem Dr. Seuss seems like it'd be a weird kooky answer for a trivia show so I, I guess okay alright so Neil what are you going with I'm just going to go with Dr. Seuss Okay. I'm going with Shel Silverstein. Okay. Well, those were two names. Uh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> they were two names. Yeah. Those were both uh, 60s children's author. Uh, you should have went with your first pick and said Shel, Shel Silverstein. Oh. The answer is Shel Silverstein. Yeah, yeah. I think I have heard that one before, mm-hmm. and he just immediately jumped out at me. Yeah. I think it, I've heard that. It's a. Effect it's a. There's a book named A Boy Named Sue as well as the song, and there's actually uh, Shel Silverstein uh, made a song by the same name too. So. Uh, like performed it as well. Um, hmm. All right. 
Uh, what's the scores at so far? So after four uh, scores, Ken is in the lead at 30 and Neil at 10. All right. So some hopefully some room for Neil to catch up here. Uh, the next question. Kids Bop Volume 1 contained wonderful covers of hit songs such as All Star, Bye Bye Bye, and Slide. Within one year, when did this album come out? Somebody. <laughs> Once told me the world is... Gonna roll, roll me. me. I mm-hmm. ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Within one year, you said? Yes. Okay. I've got an answer. All right, Ken? Written. I was trying to think of my spread. Um, and I think I, I... I wasn't trying to get the exact year, but I'm just using it Slide, to get the spread. Bye, bye, bye. Do not like Google Dials. That's for sure. Well, it might be too early. Here. So why don't you slide, Neil? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay. Saying bye, bye, bye to his I'm previous. Going, I'm answer. going one more, one more year into the future of my former answer. All right, uh, Neil. Why don't we start with you? Uh, I just went with O2. Okay. It went a little earlier with 99. I had originally written 98. Uh, no strings attached was not released in 1999. It was post 1999 by NSYNC. <laughs> So Neil is correct on that as well. Uh, Kids Bot Volume 1 came out in 2001, giving you a range of 2000 to 2002. I was going to say 2001. I'm not ashamed that I didn't know the answer to that. <laughs> I feel like Slide can throw you off because that slide is an earlier seemed song. Earlier. It is that an threw earlier. me off. Same thing with um, All Stars. seemed about 2000-ish. Yeah, No Strings Attached was 2001, a high-selling album at the time. That's okay, and I missed the Kids Bops. Do you guys know question. how many Kids Bops there are now? 16 20 there's, there's six there's i believe it was 17 last count why do you why did you just know that <laughs> i worked with kids for a while well if you figure there's one a year from 2001 to 2000 <laughs> a little other little trivia fact for you justin timberlake helped compose uh i'm loving it that song so you're welcome mcdonald's to go back to the the mcdonald's jingle all right so next question uh true or false chicago cubs slugger sammy sosa accounts for nearly 40 percent of all the 60 home run seasons ever recorded in major league baseball so to clarify, you're saying he hit multiple 60 home run seasons yes. to account for 40% of all of them? Yes, individual seasons where a person has hit 60 home runs. Uh, Sammy Sosa accounts for nearly 40% of those seasons. Purely okay. guessing on all my right. part. All right. Uh, what was your guess, Ken? Uh, that seemed high to me, so mm-hmm. I said false. Okay. Uh, I went with true uh, mainly because the Roger Maris season uh, you know, was the, the famous one, 61, and then when him and McGuire were... Uh, competing against each other i know he went over 60 so i'm just assuming that if he only did that once that it would be 40 around 40 percent. so i went with mm-hmm. true um so the answer is true um he has three out of the eight seasons accounting for 37.5 percent he hit 66 in 98 64 in 01 and 63 in 99 uh roger maris being one of the other ones uh mark mcguire and barry bonds with two of them I thought there was more than that. Uh, yeah, it, I don't really follow. So. It was, you know, it was really that outside of Roger Maris, it was that one uh, boost which they might have had a little bit of help apparently in reaching. They those had numbers. their own. They had a, a little bit of a uh, boost. Of All their of own. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, ninety-nine uh, percent of them obviously came in that one cluster um, from from ninety-eight through two thousand and four. So, and with that answer, uh, the score is tied. I'm back, oh. baby. Neil and Ken both have a 30-point game ashamed. going. I'm not ashamed of what I missed. You had to throw an NSYNC question at me. That's what happens. I'll have to remember that's in your wheelhouse for next time. <laughs> I, I'll scratch I, my Lance Bass question for the later on. I have been playing along, and I have not missed a question yet. Oh, right. <laughs> oh Jeff, so you're we're so intelligent. <laughs> it's a good thing that we made it the scorekeeper of this one. We'll have to see how Jeff does next week. Yeah. yeah. When he doesn't play again. 
He's trying to torture all of you. He is now the the, uh, the permanent scorekeeper from now on. So, uh, uh, all right. So, I mean, how unlikely is that? Whatever. All right. So next question. In 1999, this hot toy was banned from the National Security Agency's Maryland headquarters for security purposes. Can, can I get that one more time? Yep. In 1999, this hot toy was banned from the National Security Agency's Maryland headquarters for security purposes. Okay. I got that one. Okay. I think the reasoning behind this is they thought the toy would repeat national secrets. So I'm going with Furby. Okay. They also said Furby. And the correct answer is Furby. Uh, yeah, that that was the reasoning behind it. They were afraid because the the point of the Furby is that it comes with its own language, Furbish, and then is taught English by the users. So if it was kept in there, it can possibly learn and repeat what people were saying in the office. What year was that again? Nineteen ninety. That would be a real tragedy if somebody were to just you know go repeating yeah. national secrets. <laughs> on say Twitter or something yeah. like that, that would be. Or in a crowded uh, dining hall. That would or probably be bad, yeah. right? Well, that would never happen. So no, no. We, don't, we don't have to thank worry about you, that. Thank God we don't have to cross that bridge. Yes. In our podcast recorded in 2016. All right, sports so, again. Too. I keep doing this to you guys. I apologize. <laughs> this NFL franchise launched a million schoolboy fantasies with the introduction of the first professional cheerleading squad in the 1970s. Professional sports franchise. Mm-hmm. First cheerleading squad. Okay. I think there's an obvious answer, but I just I don't know if that's the trick. So okay. I'm trying to... All right, we'll start with Ken. What did you say? My only answer is the obvious answer, so mm-hmm. I went with the Cowboys. Okay. I, I went with the Cowboys, but for some reason the Miami Dolphins are sticking in my head for some reason because they're in warmer climate, but um, mm-hmm. I went with Cowboys. Well, sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. It's the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> Arguably launched the porn industry with Debbie Does Dallas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Known for being a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Criminally underpaid women trying well, to do There's been a best. couple of sports questions, but no porn questions. Yeah. So <laughs> so I, I had to work that in there. So I just point. want to point out at this point, scores are still tied 50 to 50. And uh, Neil on a hot streak, he's uh, five out of the last six questions. All right. So next question. According to the official Monopoly rules, what is actually supposed to happen when you land on free parking? I hate Monopoly. I will not get this correct. What is supposed to happen when you land on free parking? Correct. You should hate Monopoly. It's a game stolen from somebody else. What was that trivia question we had, too? Was it was it Uncle Moneybags? Was that his name? Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Penny. Rich Uncle Pennybags. Rich Uncle yeah. Pennybags, I believe yeah. is the uh, full name of the guy from Yes. Monopoly. What is supposed Richard to happen? Richard Uncle Pennybags. Okay. All right. Ken is in. I haven't played Monopoly in a couple years here. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Neil? Okay. All right, Neil, what'd you go with? I got, you get $15. Okay. 15 It's a little low. I told you, I, I hate Monopoly. I have no idea how that uh, game works. I put, you draw a chance card. Okay. Well, the actual answer is nothing. It's a free space. Uh, a lot of a lot of the people who play Monopoly use the free parking as a, a way to get the money that's put in the middle. Um, a lot of, like, kind of people who haven't read the rules would think that that's actually what's supposed to happen but or house rules yeah. yeah so actually if you land on free space it's nothing you don't have to pay anything you don't get any money it's just a free space hmm. i was going to say nothing i thought that'd be a dumb answer for my yeah, for me it's but. kind of a bit of a douchey question so. <laughs> i like it though i like i like where your head's at okay uh right um so last question of the round um 
More people in Africa are killed by this animal than any other. We're talking about directly killed? Correct. When you said directly killed, I had to think about what you meant by that. Well, Ken gave me a hint here because I I think... Not through secondhand smoke, if that's what you're... No, I was going to guess a different... When you said animal, it made my brain work in a different way. I was going to say something else, but it's Mm -hmm. it's for a question I have coming up next week. I don't want to reveal it. So I'm I'm good. You're good? All right. I said the uh, hippopotamus. Okay. Hippopotamus as well. The correct answer is hippopotamus. They're responsible for killing, on average, 3,000 people a year. Don't they have, like, the strongest bite radius? Uh, it's the same as Jeff, 3,000. Yeah, Jeff Jeff was slacking last year. It was only 2,997. <laughs> He's been surpassed. All right, so what's the scores heading into the swing round? Uh, that's a great question. So at the end of round one, scores are tied 60 to 60 for both Ken and Neil. Feeling good. Some high scores. Interestingly, hippopotami- hippopotamuses? Hippopotami. I believe it's hippopotamuses. I made that Let's up. just go with hippos. Are uh, hungry, hungry They're hippos. actually notoriously terrible swimmers. Yeah. And they're very fast in the water because they tend to run along the bottom and then like bounce off. Prolific killers, though. <laughs> they are prolific killers nonetheless. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so the swing round today is entitled The Right Stuff. Um, Every single answer is going to have some form of the word right in it. Okay. I'm going to ask questions back and forth, uh, each question being worth 10 points. So by my judgment, I'm going to say Ken is first because it doesn't really matter. All right. Uh, The first question, uh, the 1989 American comedy drama was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. What year? 1989. I'm going to say do the right thing. That is correct. All right, for Neil. This seven-time All-Star holds the Mets record for most career RBIs, doubles, amongst other stats. Uh, Well, that's just not fair. Oh, great. (laughs) Right is in the answer? Yes. Can you repeat the question? Yep. This seven-time All-Star holds the Mets record for most career RBIs, doubles, amongst other stats. Um, And to make it a little easier, I'll say that he's a current player. Oh, I don't even follow other than the Cubs, I guess. Uh, I'm guessing it's Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. I might need a first name. Wright? Is that correct? W-R-I-G-H-T? Trying to worm your way into an answer here. Bartolo Wright. Oh, so close. It was David Wright. (laughs) I'm out, right? No. uh, I'm going to answer all my questions. Oh, good. Um, Okay. Let's see. I'm back in. Uh, these one-hit wonders had an awful condition where their attractiveness, attractiveness was detrimental to their health. Oh, it's all the easy ones. Come on. Oh, uh, right said Fred. That is correct. It was, <sighs> they were so sexy it hurt. This famous American architect was famous for a philosophy that he called organic architecture. 
Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright is correct. Uh, Ken, this American nonprofit organization aims to present hope for people struggling with depression, self-injury, and thoughts of suicide. To write love on her arms. That is correct. Neil, Adam Yauch became known for his activism later in his career, but what was his first cause? Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. Uh, Adam Yauch uh, became known for his activism later in his career, oh. but what was his first cause? To fight for your right to party. That is correct. <laughs> 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 One of my favorite ones that I wrote. <laughs> that was really good. I was trying. I was like, "Where's he going with this?" And I'm like, "Okay, I get it." All right, uh, Ken. On the honeymooners, Ralph would often threaten Alice with the phrase, "One of these days, Alice." Bang, zoom, right to the moon. Well, oh come on, because that's one of them. But that's not. Well, that's the same. Or is it straight to the moon? It is straight to the moon. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, there's another one. Right in the kisser. Yep. Pow, right in the kisser. All right. Are we allowing that? I'm going to allow that. All right. Yeah. Because I hadn't considered that first part. <laughs> I think it was straight to the moon. So if it you want to disallow it, you can. Mm, I'm going to allow it. It's been decreed. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. If I lose by 10 points, though, yeah. Matt might be on next week's episode. Give him, give him. <laughs> so Neil is granted some leeway. Yeah. If, if he's. If, if he's you're close, close on another one. I, uh, maybe I could give him Bartolo right next time. <laughs> <laughs> give him it. Give yeah. him the, no, no, give don't, no. Don't give me that. No. All right. Uh, this drugstore has over 4,500 locations in the United States. Right Aid. Right Aid is correct. You know, I wonder if we should actually not give Ken those points. Because right is in the answer. That's so. I mean, playing by strict adherence, he did not give you one where right was in the answer. Yeah. Just because it was confusing doesn't mean, you know. Yeah, let's take those off then. Thanks, Jeff. I mean, it just seems like the most fair. I don't want all our listeners to pout about how we're playing favorites with Ken. Hey, don't make fun of our listeners, all right? (laughs) All all you fans of Ken, write your letters to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This 1988 single off their album, Hangin' Tough, hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100 singles and topped the UK charts as well. I don't know. It is You Got It, The Right Stuff. New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block. Oh, oh. That would have been too easy for Neil, I felt like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So these two pioneers are known for their landmark flight four miles south of Kingbrook. Yes, I need first and last names. Ooh. Uh, Wilbur and... I always forget the other guy. Wilbur Wright and Henry. Think Redenbacher. Yeah. Orville. It was Orville. I knew it was a weird name, too, and I should have said Henry. (laughs) All right. So what were the scores after the swing round? So the swing round did nothing to really move the needle. (laughs) Uh, Both of our contestants uh, got three right answers. So uh, if we add those into the previous, adding 30 points for each, the total is at 90 apiece now. Still dead even through the half. All right. A bit of a high-scoring affair today. All right, so first question of the second round. While Millard Fillmore was the first president to install a bathtub in the White House, this hefty president reportedly got stuck in it the first time and had to order a bigger one. Okay. Good. All right. Ken? I believe that was Taft. Taft. The correct answer is William Taft. And I say reportedly because there's a lot of stories that kind of say that that never happened, but it became kind of a, a popular urban legend around the White House. Hmm. So, much more interestingly, I think, wasn't he the first president to throw out a pitch at a baseball game or a World Series game? That I would not know. That sounds like an answer. Really? What year was that? What year was he president? 
So he would have been president after uh, Roosevelt split the vote in 1912. So he'd have been president from uh, 13 to... No. No. Uh, no, he would... I'm sorry. They split and then um, 12 was when Woodrow Wilson got in. So it would have been 1908 to 1912. Or it, 1909 to 1913. It does say uh, William Taft started the American tradition of presidential first pitches in 1910 mm-hmm. at Griffith Stadium, Washington Senators. All right. Bonus points for Jeff. All right, so I get uh, so points that are completely meaningless yeah. this game. You can carry them over to your next game. <laughs> you get the who's line points. That's right, the points don't matter. All right. So a law extending daylight savings time from the last day of October to November went into effect in 2007, due in large part to the lobbyists of this industry. Hmm. Can I get that one more time? Yep. A law extending daylight savings time from the last day of October to November went into effect in 2007 due in large part to the lobbyists of this industry. I have an answer written down. I just don't even know if I want to go for it because I feel like this this lobby, they wouldn't even have a lobby. Like they have no business having a lobby. Yeah. Right, well, I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Oh, uh, you said it was the, just, I'm going to, I still wrote my answer down, but you said it was the last day of October to November? Yes. So I just put the candy lobby. Okay. Um. I went with tobacco on a whim Okay. Well, because, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like temperamental mm-hmm. plants that farmers would be growing, but I'm not sure. All right. Well, the answer is candy. Oh. Uh, it actually, um, there's... Uh, let's That's a good answer, Neil. Yep. I uh, wasn't even thinking about that. So according to Michael Downing, who is author of Spring Forward, the Annual, the annual Madness of Daylight Savings Time, uh, he says that the candy lobby also played a significant role in pushing Halloween into daylight savings time, believing that extra hour of trick-or-treating in daylight would spur more candy sales um, and that it would also decrease deaths because people were not out as late um, because the sun would go down earlier. Makes sense. Um, and there's some dispute on that, but that is pretty widely known that the candy industry lobbied hard to get daylight savings time moved into november i didn't even know they had a lobby i just i I heard last day of october and i was like i guess it could be candy but if they sell something there's generally a lobby for yeah that makes so much sense yeah yeah i was totally thinking about farming it's the only thing though i'm aware that daylight savings doesn't actually produce more yeah well and the other thing is to make sure farmers could you know live during regular hours that's not true no? no, it was actually started in Germany, and it was so that factory workers would have more oh, time after okay. they left their factory jobs. Yeah, a lot of people think it's the agriculture business, but... It was not? It was not. It was German industrialism. Okay. I'm almost well, positive. I thought Benjamin Franklin had something to do with it. Mm, I mean, I don't know. We have the internet. I'm sure he loved daily savings time. <laughs> I hate it. All right. Uh, I'd oh. like to move to one of the two U.S. states that doesn't have it. There are? Yeah, yeah, Arizona and Hawaii. Oh, everyone's always happy there. Well, <laughs> an interesting thing, there's actually a couple of Native American tribes in Arizona that do adhere to daylight savings time, which means that you can go through a town that's in a completely different time within the same state um, because whether they do or do not adhere to daylight savings time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Fort Wayne, Indiana is also like that. Yeah. It's just interesting that you can decide whether or not you want to, want to follow I'm going to decide that I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do it anymore. So this general area at this table, we no it, longer... It's, it's pretty thoroughly messed my day up. Yeah. <laughs> yep, our recording day, that's for sure. All right, so next question. What is converted into alcohol during brewing? You guys set? Do you need a scientific... I don't know, because I don't know it. So. Yeah, I'm set. All right, Neil, what do you got? I think it's fermented yeast. Yeast. Okay. 
I just said sugar. The answer is sugar. Yeah, see, I don't drink. That's. I got to remember to stop asking so many sports and alcohol questions. <laughs> no, I love the sports ones as, as long as it's uh, Bartolo Wright, but the, the yeast one I did not know. Is that a real person? Or you, I was thinking of Bartolo Colon. The, oh, okay. the rotund one. Yeah, it was a joke. Matt got it, the Bartolo. I don't get sports jokes. Well, uh, You'll get it later. We'll send you some facts. <laughs> so yeast um, is just basically the catalyst. It's mm-hmm. the thing that does the conversion. Mm-hmm. But it's so not it's sugar, huh? It's the yeah. sugar that's actually converted into the alcohol. They eat it and... The waste product is the alcohol. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. What poetic term is a group of crows called? Poetic term. Mm-hmm. It means ex- it's expressive. It's an okay. expressive. I'm not confident, but okay. Ken. That's a murder of crows. Uh, yeah, I, I wrongly put epic. Yeah. Murder of crows is right. Murder of Crows is right. Uh, the poetic term is actually a clue, too, because uh, Murders in the Rue Morgue is a well-known short story by Edgar Allan Poe, uh, noted for uh, crows and death and a lot of the that. The poetic mm-hmm. term. Uh. That's not even what I meant, but that's way better. So, <laughs> so that's Accidental exactly what I meant. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are the scores at now? So, as of this last question, Ken takes the lead from Neil. It is 120 to 110, still anybody's game. Okay, so Gordon Shumway is the lead character of this popular 80s show, although you may know him more by the acronym nickname given to him in the pilot episode. Gordon Shumway? Uh, Shumway. Gordon Shumway? Mm-hmm. Can you spell that? G-O-R-D-O-N-S-H-U-M-W-A-Y. This is a great question. I'm very bad at... Uh, this is a great question. 80s television. What year was it? Uh, it's just an 80s, a popular 80s television show. I'm very bad at 80s television. And you're looking for the title of the show or the character? Uh, the, t- the title of the show. Thinking of all kinds of things like A-Team and I don't think right. that's right... That was too early. Well, that was B.A. Baracus. Yeah. For the record, this is my favorite question. Yeah, I think it's a great question. All right, I have, I'm, I'm just going to step aside on this one because okay. we could be here all, all day. Gordon Shumway, popular 80s television program. I don't know but anybody who goes by an acronym, I don't think. Well, I was thinking like ALF, but that's Alien Lifeform. I was thinking of, um, I don't know why Perfect Strangers is coming Car to my head. Night Rider. Because oh, they were Kit. talking about... Uh, perfect strangers before we started recording that's, that's probably why it was yeah i'm gonna go with oh no that's 70s i was gonna i was thinking about going with charlie's angels I, i'm just, i'm just gonna go with perfect strangers okay can i can i chime in on this one yeah i'm so excited uh gordon shumway is the name for the alien life form known as elf oh i had it <laughs> like elf it can't possibly be an acronym like elf <laughs> i know you said you said the acronym yeah his name's gordon and like like they gave him that name. His name is actually Gordon Shumway. They call Correct. him Elf. Elf is not his name. Oh, right? I, that's why I thought it was alien life form. That's why I thought it wouldn't be the answer. So he, he came from another planet. He said, "Hi, I'm Gordon." Correct. Essentially, are you in, kidding? In me? the first episode, and then the the dad on the show says, "We're going to call you Elf because he's an alien life form." Oh, that makes me so mad. Are you that kidding I had that right. me? <laughs> no, I'm so why excited. Why is he named Gordon Shumway? <laughs> Gordon's a very popular name on the planet he's from. I imagine Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I just the best is just when you're like it can't be Elf. So. I know. I, I tried not to just like stare uh, at, at uh, Neil and give so it away. Angry. 
a fun fact about me is I love Alf, uh, and I had several Alf themed uh, AOL Instant Messenger names. Uh, big fan. What did he eat again? What was his cats? Cats, right? Okay. <laughs> that was a very normal show. That's why. That's why Alf was my favorite. Yeah. All right, moving on. How many metrical feet are found in a line of iambic pentameter? How many what? How many metrical feet are found in a line of iambic pentameter? I don't know. Iambic pentameter is Shakespeare. I know what that is. But yeah, what is a metrical feet? What is that? How many metrical feet? Uh, I'm in. Okay. Okay. All right. And what did you say, Ken? Pentameter. Five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I said six. Six. So an am is a metrical foot that consists of an unstressed syllable followed by a stressed syllable. Meter refers to a regular rhythmic pattern in poetry. Penta means five. So there are five. Gotta, go, gotta go to the roots, man. I know. I just didn't. Like I that. felt pressure. I, I didn't want to think through it enough. Yeah. Didn't, didn't think of pentatonics, that's for sure. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of interesting is that uh, it's mostly used in English because it works better with the stressing of the second syllable in the English language. So that's why it's found a lot in Shakespeare plays that are written in English. Hmm. Um, so my favorite my favorite verse of perfect iambic pentameter is often attributed as John Keats' last words, and it's, my chest of books divide amongst my friends. If that would have helped anyone get the answer, I don't it, know. It wouldn't have, but it's just my favorite <laughs> bit of perfect iambic pentameter. All right. So, next question. Which hit song prompted Polaroid to release a statement condemning the shaking or waving of their pictures? I'm in. Okay. Same. Neil? Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah is correct. Uh, it was interesting at the time, there weren't too many people who still use Polaroid films, but they've kind of made a comeback. In the they are, they have made years. a comeback. If you're anywhere near an Urban Outfitters, beware your picture might be uh, put on some sort, some sort of cork board somewhere. In Polaroid form. And it should be noted that shaking the Polaroid pictures has never been a good thing, even before Heya. Yeah, I don't... Does it really do anything? It, it, can it mess up the film? It probably could a little bit. Not not by much, I but it, it does, not, it does not, not increase the speed of development. I'm sure they were just like, yeah, just let them say it as bringing us business. So before Google launched Gmail, Gmail was the free email service provided for fans of this cartoon strip. Just don't try to access it on Monday. Okay. Uh, okay, I think I have a good answer. Yep, same. Ken? Well, Garfield. Okay. Garfield? Garfield is correct. Probably could have gone without the Monday clue, but I wasn't sure if... I got it from the G. Yeah, okay. Because you said comic strip. I was trying to think of the only comic strip. Either way, we're having a pretty G. strong game today. It's yeah. funny. I knew that I knew that without the without the Monday clue. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, though. All right. Which of Santa's reindeer comes last alphabetically? You have people just all writing, furiously writing down all of the reindeer. Okay, got it. Okay, Ken is in. Did you say which one comes last alphabetically or Correct. first? Last, last. Okay. Okay, I'm in. All right, uh, Ken. What do you got? It's gonna be Vixen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Vixen, and uh, what made me think of that uh, time for another impression would be uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle All the Way Dasher Dancer Prince of Vixen Comet Cupid Donna Blitzen so I got Vixen from there yep those are those are the reindeer <laughs> Vixen that's being how you know the reindeer that's how I remember not the yeah. song no no I remember it from Jingle All the Way when he goes I won I won the Turbo Man <laughs> Martin Mully like pulls his ponytail yeah okay 
That's as good a reason as any. Schwarzenegger impression every episode. is That's the new goal. <laughs> oh, I, I think it won't be hard to get there. All right. So last question of round two. Uh, what's the score going into the question? Oh, so uh, last question of round two. Score is 160 to 140. Ken wow. with the slight advantage. What was the fruity hangout of the 90210 gang? Oh. Uh. Oh man, that's before my time. Yeah, that was a little bit before my time too, and I'm I'm thinking of uh, the Save by the Bell hangout. That's in my head, confusing me. The Max. Yeah. No, you want Central Perk, obviously from Friends. <laughs> you guys are in. Yeah. All right, Neil, what do you got? The old Banana Club. Okay. <laughs> Great answer. I just said the Coconut Club. Uh, the correct answer is the Peach Pit. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, pit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Obviously. Now I remember. Obviously, the peach pit. <laughs> the peach pit. I thought maybe you could have gotten to it through. through I do. I have heard that before. Oh, you know, I I, that was my mistake. I should have just gone through all the fruits, and it might have stuck. I just if you heard it out loud, yeah. peach, then go through every fruit. All right, just so, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, scores at the end of regulation still the same as our update before. Ken with a slight lead at one sixty. Neil. 140. All right, so going into the final round, Ken is up 160 to 140. There's a lot of points on the board. Um, we're going to the final round now where you can wager up to 30 points in uh, in the five questions as long as you have the points, and they all have the points. Okay, so your five categories are going to be lyricists, word origin, U.S. history, Latin, and alternative sports facts. And once you have your wagers in, gentlemen, if you want to hand them on over to me. Going hard in the paint, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it. You going to go hard in the paint? What are you doing there, Neil? Huh? I don't know what I'm doing, really. I, I'm sure the ones that I, I did wager on and, and the amount that I wagered, I'm going to get wrong. And the ones that I wagered low, I'm feel pretty good right. about our rate of correct answers throughout this game. We're though. pretty you even. Know, we gotta... That's why we're such a good team. Because we know all the same answers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that mean you're probably less because likely to be Because we have the same team? strengths and weaknesses. But we feel good about ourselves. <laughs> and have fun doing it. We could celebrate when we get them right together. All right. All right, so all Shall the wagers we? are locked in? All right, so wagers are locked in. So I'm going to read these questions one at a time and give you a chance to answer. Um, so in the category of lyricists, this artist is responsible for writing Hollaback Girl, Rock Your Body, and Milkshake. You said that was Hollaback Girl. Mm-hmm. Rock Your Body by Justin Timberlake and Milkshake. In the category Word Origin, what common phrase is derived from a, 19, or a 1776 fable written about a poor girl who could only afford one shoe? What phrase? Yes, a common phrase is derived from a 1776 fable written about a poor girl who could only afford one shoe. All right. I am in okay. on that. Okay. In U.S. history, this patriot leader organized the Boston Tea Party in 1773. It was probably BYOB. Uh, in Latin, what is the Latin phrase that translates roughly to, you may have the body? I believe uh, Schwarzenegger famously said it. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he would have. Right. <laughs> you may have the body. You, you may, may have the body? Correct. I may have unintentionally ramped up the difficulty for the final <laughs> questions. Jeez, man. 
Uh, you guys ready for the last one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. In alternate sports facts, this 1980s expansion NBA team were nearly named the Challengers, the Astronauts, and the Juice. Okay. Ooh. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. The Juice. That would have been great. This 1980s expansion NBA team were nearly named the Challengers, the Astronauts, and the Juice. All right. I had, a, I had an answer, but then I changed it. And now it's going to be the one that I crossed out. Uh, okay. I still need a little bit of time for that first one. Okay. Could you repeat that one one more time? Yeah. This artist is responsible for writing Hollaback Girl, uh, Rock Your Body, and Milkshake. Uh, Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani, Rock Your Body by Justin Timberlake, and Milkshake by Kellis. Well, I think I got one of those, <laughs> at least. Maybe two or three. Well, so I'll add in the clue, another clue for lyricists, because it seems like it's harder, harder than I thought. Uh, the residuals from those alone must have made him quite happy. Okay. I wasn't sure if Looks that was like everybody's clear. changing their answer there. <laughs> no, I... That person was in my head because he's worked with Justin Timberlake quite a bit. And he's working on a new album with him right now, and I just... I thought it would have been too easy, but I'm glad you said that. Okay. Yeah, same. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's go through it. Um, what did you wager on Lyricist, Ken? I uh, put 10 on that one. Okay. I put 20. All right. Uh, what was your answer? I think we probably both put Pharrell, Pharrell. Williams. Pharrell Williams was correct. Did, was it, it had to have been the clue, right, before that? or? Well, I had Pharrell, but then I, for some reason, I had two people in my head. I had Pharrell, and then I know that Megan Trainer has written a ton of music for pop stars, and I thought maybe you would go like kind of a, like a deeper cut with mm-hmm. that one, but then... Uh, the clue then, like, solidified. Yeah, I, was, I was way off until I got the clue, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, in word origin, uh, what were your wagers, Ken, first? I put uh, 10 in that one. Put zero. Mm, all right. Um, so, what was your answer? Put uh, the shoes on the other foot. Okay. I put a line through the answer box. Okay. So, <laughs> the correct answer is goody two-shoes. Ah. Uh, goody was originally a plate form of a dress for a poor married woman, a shortening of good wife. All right, in U.S. history, what were the wagers, Ken? 
I went uh, 20 on this one. Oh, I'm done. I went zero. Zero. All right. What was the answer? Uh, Samuel Adams. Damn, I put Sam Adams. Of the Sons of Liberty. Sam Adams is correct. All right. In Latin, and beer fame. Oh, that's beer what I figured, fame. yeah. Yeah, and, that, and I wasn't sure, so I added the BYOB to make it. That was helpful. Sure. Yeah. Um, so in Latin, uh, how confident were you in Latin, Ken? Well, I drew a line through the answer box. <laughs> what, what was your What was your wager? Uh, it was a ten. Ten on that one. Okay. Uh, I put zero, and since you said the body, I uh, did a famous line of Jesse the Body Ventura of "If it bleeds, you can kill it." All right. Well, the correct answer was habeas corpus. Uh, it refers to the unlawful detention of a person. Habeas corpus. Uh, that is forbidden by law. Yeah. I also made a mistake. I'm sorry. It's uh. Uh, I ain't got time to bleed. If it if it bleeds, you can kill it as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sorry, I ain't got time to bleed. Well, then you're still awarded zero points for that. I'm still question. awarded zero points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh man! All right, so we're good. undoing all the good we did earlier in these rounds. In alternative sports facts, how confident were you, Ken? I'm gonna guess zero. Zero confident. Yeah. I put twenty. Twenty for Neil. All right, what was your answer? Ken? It comes down to this. I put the Rockets, if that's a basketball team, maybe. Rockets is a really good answer. So I thought Houston Rockets first, and I crossed it out because I thought that's too easy of an answer, and I feel like they've been around longer, right, than mm-hmm. the 80s because uh, of some of the, our favorite basketball players we talked about. When you said Challenger and Astronauts, I thought of the one place that astronauts fly out of a lot, which is Florida, and I thought of the Orlando Magic. The correct answer is the Orlando Magic. Well, yeah. I thought they were older. Yeah, the, the Orlando Magic and Miami Heat were both expansion teams in the 80s, and they both had competitions to come up with the name. Um, and a lot of those names, they were very nearly named the Challengers, but they weren't sure if that was inappropriate at the time. So, Probably. So they changed it. So, Jeff, what are the final scores? So there is no real final score yet. Oh, uh, no. Tallies are in, and it is still a tie game. Our last game we played was a tie, too. 170 to 170. We're just too evenly matched. I can't. Our, our, I. Our, so our first test game audience that we did uh, before we started recording real episodes, our, Ken and I ended it in a tie, and then I lost on a, you know, BS question. Oh, okay. I mean, because <laughs> it's so even, it's so hard. Those questions. I mean, do we do a tiebreaker question, or how do we want to end we'll, this? Are we just going to we'll say do a the tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah. got to do a tiebreaker question. There's no sense in uh, yeah, first person to ending right. it any other way. To tap, I guess. Huh? Okay. Well. Um, Due to all the Arnold Schwarzenegger references, I do have a question that's fairly uh, appropriate. Um, so for the game, the term going commando originated during this war. Commando being my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Are we just saying the first to ring in? Um, no, you can both write it down. Okay. And if they're both right, then no, we we'll have to do it going. again. All right. Great Mark Lester. Okay. All right. Uh, Neil, we'll start with you. This is going to bite me in the ass. I did have World War One for some reason. That was my gut, but I just changed it to Vietnam. Okay. I said Vietnam. Correct answer is Vietnam. American Ooh. soldiers spent long times in hot It seems jungles. like a Vietnam thing. Yeah. Well, I mean. once I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, going commando, it's hot outside. I was like, I yeah, go going Vietnam. without tight-fitting undergarments was thought to prevent the risk of fungal infections. Must be why in every Vietnam movie, no one has any shirt under their bulletproof vest. Right. <laughs> Always shirtless. It's hot there. Yeah. All right, hot. so let's try that again. Prior to Trump, who was the last Republican presidential candidate to win with a ticket not including a Bush or Nixon? Oh, I want to play so bad. <laughs> I'm prepared. All right, I'm good. I'm prepared uh, okay. for what, what happens. Uh, what did you say? Eisenhower. Okay. 
Eisenhower. The correct answer, it goes all the way back to Herbert Hoover, the 31st president. Nixon was vice president for Eisenhower. Yeah, and then he was, and he became president from that. uh, Yeah, it goes all the way back to Hoover without a Bush or Nixon on. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, if you say so. It does. We need that cream to rise to the top. (laughs) It's not happening. All right, well, let's try this again. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was the first president to travel outside the U.S. to this 80s hair metal country of choice. Really? He's got a look of pure focus. 80s hair metal. Am I going to win on this question, Neil? <laughs> you going to let it go on this? Yeah, I know. This is bad. I love 80s hair metal. 80s hair metal country of choice. Of choice. Okay. All right. We'll Figure start it with, out. Yeah. We'll start with Neil. Panama. Panama. Oh man, I was Panama. Because what happened was, I was thinking, and I was like, I love Van Halen. Overthinking. Well, I love Van Halen. I'm like, if this is a Van Halen answer and I get it wrong, I'm gonna be so pissed. And I was like, oh, Panama. Yeah, they dug the Panama Canal. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna end it with this. Um, Get within the closest uh, degrees. How? What? What angle does the Leaning Tower of Pisa Pisa actually lean? Whoever's closest. Oh. Did you mean? How far off? Correct. How, what is the angle of its lean? From 90 degrees? Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. What did you say, Neil? 73. Okay. You... 20 degrees. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so. I misread the question. That was funny. Was After hurting. restoration works. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat the question real quick. No, that's too funny. I, I don't want to re-answer. I just want to know what the question. Was, how I messed up. Uh, what? <clears throat> at what angle does the Leaning Tower of Pisa actually lean? Where? Where did you? <laughs> uh, so, just my thinking. I was thinking of a ninety-degree angle, and for some reason, because I am terrible at math. I was thinking that that straight up was 90, and I was just subtracting going oh. left. It's like what off of the 90-degree angle was. Yeah, and so I, I did the opposite. And so okay. I'm saying uh, okay. 27, I said 73. Right. What did you say, Ken? I said 20. 20. So the correct answer is 4. <laughs> it's 4 actually, degrees. It's barely, it's barely, barely leaning. leaning. Um, it was leaning um, at 5.5 degrees, and then there was restoration work in the <laughs> 1990 and 2001 to get it back to 4 degrees. Um, so you were only 71 Four. degrees off now. So this very... is the second time we've been exactly the same. My answer was kind of embarrassing, too. Second time we've been neck and neck through uh, playoffs. How many questions did we answer correctly at the same time? Three. And, so, you, yeah. and you beat me on a numbers question. I was shot in the dark. Oh, good. All right. So uh, I guess that'll wrap it up today. Ken, today is the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Uh, Neil will get there one day. <laughs> so thank you uh, so much for joining us today. Uh, we had another great game today. And uh, you can uh, tweet your questions at us at TrivialityPod uh, or send them to us directly at uh, TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. I'd uh, love to have any of your user questions. Um, we just uh, like hearing from our fans. So greatly appreciated. Thanks again. My name is Jeff, and that was Triviality. I got a madman in my studio and uh... Help me! You can't-
Asher, Dancer, Bronze, Vixen, Comic Cubit, Donna Blitzen. What? Uh, yeah. You see, I couldn't get through on the phone. Did it win? Oh, no, yes, no, it's I not won. that simple! No, it's not! Wait, 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 wait. You're too late. I already got the right answer. I won. <laughs> yeah.